Uh, yeah, can I hear? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, well, it's recording right now, so I was just waiting for uh, uh, another friend of mine. So he was very anxious to hop on this. So I was like, all right, uh, I'll invite you here, and then I'll invite him at the same time. So it won't be two separate recordings. Oh, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I uh, forgive me in my voice. I uh, for some reason I've been going through some type of uh not sickness but it's just like the cold air gets to me and um mm-hmm. i'm kind of straining to to like say stuff so it, like if i pronounce something wrong like excuse me in my my voice but um other than that i'm doing really good i uh i decided to play sports again at a community college and mm-hmm. it, it's going really well it's everybody on the team is really nice and they accept me like being the new kid on the block, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm good. But how, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well and I'm proud that you are uh, game active sports. And uh, what you said, community college, is it AACC or is it something else? It's actually a uh, Howard community college. Oh, damn. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good to be doing something that I love that I picked up as not a child, but as a young adolescent. It just feels really good to be back into it. Nah, I feel you. Um, for me, uh, you you seen on Instagram, I've mostly just been working on art, and uh, I did a skit, first skit ever, and it was uh, I'm just pretty much um, just being creative as possible. I did see that. Yep. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Yeah. Busy. Do you got a band with? No. A band No. No. Sorry, I was just family. That that's why I have to warn you before I start recording because that just happened. Yeah, that's no problem. I got you. Yeah. Oh well, thank you. Yeah. Um, about the the skit, but uh, no, I was just like, I was just trying to see like, uh, I was like very anxious because when I shot, I was like, I don't think this is good or funny, so don't do it. And I, you know, uh, a second like second thought i was like oh let me just do it because if it's bad i'll still stand by it but it was like it, i had some um good uh, reactions to it but um i'm planning on doing that uh i'm planning on starting my youtube career I, I never really had one but it was like why not you know i'm also give that a, a shot yeah bro but uh oh yeah um but besides that i was still writing i'm just still trying to at least do more creatively got you it's good to be in different creative mediums because you'll get inspiration from each one of those and you'll be able to introduce new things and blend things together. Like that's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just see, uh, where's, uh, what's going on with Aaron for a second. Okay. Uh, I think he's, cause he's downloading the app. I think he's just starting his, uh, account. Okay. But I think it's, I mean, I can still invite him. I can, like, hop him, like, right in the middle of the recording. So we're good on that part, but I feel like I should just, like, start it. So, because I don't want to um, keep you waiting because I know you have to sleep, um, get to sleep by, uh, by 1230. So um, I'll start you off. Uh, I'll do the introduction. I'll introduce you and just, like, hop right into it. And uh, I can just send Aaron the invite when he's um, actually ready. That sounds good. So, uh, okay. Okay. Uh Welcome, everyone, to the Captain Righteous Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Righteous, and I have a special guest. There's going to be two, but um, uh, Aaron will be showing up a little bit later in the episode. 
uh, Isaiah from Mental Flaws. Uh, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, everyone. I'm Isaiah. I run the podcast, The Mental Supplement. I, uh, my whole deal is the, the mind and how we can uh, uh, make uh, ourselves live happier lives and better lives affected by mental illness. Good, good. Um, I invited Isaiah and uh, Aaron on this uh, episode because um, I figured uh, Isaiah and, and maybe Aaron can uh, relate to this. It's pretty much uh, how it feels slash what is it like? What is it? What is it like to be a black nerd? So we basically uh, uh, dissect what is a nerd and what's his really. Um, what, how is it connected to a black nerd and how black nerds are viewed in the black community? Excuse me. So, uh, origins of nerd and the origins of black nerds. So, uh, Isaiah, uh, are you familiar with nerds? Let's start with that. Yes, the concept of nerds. Um, I feel like it's a negative connotation, but also a positive connotation. But it just depends on the person who's like quote unquote wearing the connotation. I agree with that. Um, the origin of nerd actually started, well, it started from the late or early 1950s, whenever television, well, television was invented around the early 50s. And you start the archetypal, you know, nerd, the, the bully, the jock. And it's like, that's where, you know, it's like originally the, the nerd concept, and it still is, is like, uh, someone who's a uh, bookworm, who's awkward, who has uh, uh, zits or um, uh, asthma, which funny enough, that's that's me in every category of it. Um, but no, uh, pretty much it was that. And people started associating that the idea of being a nerd to, to well, actual black nerds like myself, where it's like we're into books, we into manga, where it's like, well, that's not normal because we don't do it. So, um uh how was well the idea of being a nerd to me how it's viewed um i and to you know connect to what uh, isaiah said is that it could be seen as a bad thing but it can be can be seen as a good thing but growing up my parents especially my mother she never really had a problem with that because she knows my nature she knows i'm going to do well in school i'm not going to get the 4.0 gpa or whatever the hell but she does know i actually care about it besides that in my home life it's just like i watch cartoons i watch anime growing up i play my action figure i was more very i guess i, I was into sci-fi like star wars but it was kind of like yeah it's kind of expected like uh, how about you isaiah yeah i i relate to that a lot not gonna lie because for one i i continue to have asthma and that's also what's affecting my voice right now but growing well, i'm up, sorry bro no it's all good it, part of life i guess but um, growing up, I, I loved the, the Green Lantern. Um, I loved, like, watching DC. I had DC comics and the whole, like, Red Robin, Robin, Batman. Um, I, I just had a really good childhood in terms of, like, being enriched by comic books and the Marvel. Like, I know a lot about Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and growing up, like, I did have uh, a bit of acne. It wasn't like like terrible. Prolonged. Yeah, it wasn't prolonged either. Um, I mean, you're lucky. Mine, 
not to cut you off, mine was messed up because I remember, uh, I don't know if you remember this, when we officially started high school, um, it didn't really affect me too much, but I can tell you around the fall of, uh, was it 2013, 2013, like my face broke out so bad. It wasn't like noticeable, but every now and then, you know, someone would be like, hey, you know, you need to pop that zip. It was like, oh, damn. Nah, nah. yeah, they really did me like that. And it was like, damn, like, and um, to tell you the truth, my grandmother, she spent like so much money buying me proactive. You know, those are uh, commercial. Yep, yep. I have, I, I I legit got like a box right here in my closet. I stopped using ever since freshman year high school, but uh, I feel like God low key. Well, between the two of us, I don't know about Aaron, but between the two of us, God biologically made us into nerds. Like I, yeah, I won't say I'm athletic. I, I like working out, but I have bad asthma. I had to, I had, well, I still kind of have acne, but it's kind of like whatever now. Yeah. I had the bad acne. I'm awkward and I like talking. That's the thing. Like, I just don't like to deal with mean people. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I like reading books, but it's like if I'm reading something boring, I'll just not toss it out, but I'll just leave it alone. I feel that. But as you were saying, of course. No, yeah, I, I definitely feel the book part because to this day, I still like reading and I love mm-hmm. reading my textbooks. And uh, right now I'm reading, I'm, I'm taking a philosophy class and it's really like interesting to me. And I took an ethics class before that. And that was incredibly interesting to some people that might seem like, oh, that's kind of weird because uh, you like mm-hmm. school. But now, nah, like you said, like, it's cool to like school, not going to lie. And it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm not like a 4.0 student either. I'm like a, <laughs> I'm like a B minus average student now. But, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's just, I am who I am, you know? Now I respect that. But listen, this may sound like bullshit, but Isaiah, you're actually, to me, like, well, we basically grew up together because you were in, uh, we had the same middle school, correct? Yeah, Arundel Middle. Yeah. Yep. Like, dude, like, you're, and I'm being dead ass as possible, you were really one of the smartest, most athletic and popular dudes growing up from middle school and high school. I mean, I can't tell you about college because you went to, uh, don't get me wrong. You went to ACC, correct? Yeah, I went to ACC. I'm, I primarily went to ACC at Arundel Mills, mm. then Arnold for that one semester, and I transferred to UMBC, which is kind of like in limbo because I don't know if it's open or not. I mean, they're doing virtual um, classes, but my laptop is like screwed up. Gosh, you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I say this to say, like, you're one of the. Uh, best and brightest uh, students we uh, ever had, and especially my, uh, excuse me, middle school and high school. Me, I was, I, I was all right. I mean, I didn't really um, uh, kind of jumped in in uh, sports because my mother was afraid that I joined football, I get tackled, concussion. But True. To her, to her credit, I, I understand. Yeah. Because, like, stuff like CTE, yeah, that stuff is real. And in this, yeah. the, thank you, by the way, for saying those kind words. I really appreciate that. Oh, dude, no problem. Yeah, because I figured like I f- I forgot like damn like I don't re- like I heard a lot of people from a run well a run high and a run middle. It's like damn, I kind of forgot this person, that person. But I I group you in one of those people like damn dude, this guy's gonna make it. I truly believe that that person's gonna make it. And this some people's like this dude's gonna be working at McDonald's at thirty. Bro, I definitely feel you on that. To me. Not gonna lie, you were the one people who I viewed as smart as well. Like I view, I viewed you as with me, like <laughs> with oh, me in you. the struggle, so to speak. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, 
it, I, every time I looked at you, I remember you and I remember you just, you just seem smart for some reason. Like I wouldn't even talk to you at first because we didn't really have many classes together, but I was mm-hmm. like, dang, yeah, he's with me. He's one of those people. And now it's a good thing that we have this relationship that we have because it does feel comfortable and I really like it. Oh, no problem. Hey, man, let me tell you, as soon as this pandemic over, I mean, I'm not going to hit the clubs, but hey, one of these days, we got to hang out, man. I'm not against that. Yes. Yes. I've been all over the place. That's why we haven't done that. The photo shoot. I've been meaning to do the photo shoot oh, with you. Yeah, I really want to do that. About that, I say, hey, I appreciate uh, the idea. We, we can still do it, but listen, man, whenever you're um, not busy, we can do that because besides, besides, well, I guess just doing me, I guess doing whatever because I'm just making these skits. I've been trying to get into driving school. I know I'm not, I don't have my license yet, nor a car, but I'm really busting my ass just to, you know, do it. But I can understand that we're both busy, but hey, one of these days, bing, bang, boom, we'll, we'll do it. But hey, I understand, yes. bro. Yes. And hey, man, you're going to get that license. Trust. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're I'm definitely going to get I, it. I know we're like kind of in a tangent, but I was talking to my um, driving excuse me, my driving instructor teacher, like at least early December or late November, I've been calling this man for like six or seven weeks now. I can understand if he's busy because um, like, yeah, with like, like school, high school, driving school's got a hit because uh, he basically told me, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to get every student from, you know, your class, get them, get their license, get them, get their hours and blah, blah, blah. You're kind of like, one of the few people I still haven't worked with yet, so it's kind of it's going to be a, a long process. But mm-hmm. I know it's going to be rewarding. And uh, Isaiah, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Right. I can hear his, uh, my damn connection's being weird. Um, I, I well, with the season with the conversation, uh, I'm moving to uh. Uh, when did becoming a nerd became popular with, I guess, black folks or just in general? Uh, so I wrote down being in a nerd uh, was popular in the late 90s to the uh, early 2000s due to the uh, popularity of Jaleel White, who played as uh, Steve Urkel from Family Matters. Mm-hmm. And I think because like, like Steve Urkel as a character is that he's hilarious. He walks into a scene. He steals it. He makes Carl, Eddie, Laura. I'm talking about all the characters. Like I won't. I don't. I'm not gonna say they're minor because in the first two seasons of Family Matters, before they even introduced the kid, he was kind of like a gag. There, he shows up. Oh, ha ha ha! Let that be it. And however, that that popularity starts to build up. It was like screw it. Let let um Steve Urkel be a mainstay, which. It's a pot. Let me tell you this. It's a positive because I love Steve Urkel. I don't know about you. You probably a fan of him. I'm a fan of Jaleel yep. White because I love his uh, voice acting, his act, on screen acting, that is. Um, but growing up, I'm sure you probably got that. But me, I got that a lot when I, I, I still wear glasses. I stopped using it for like months now. But, you know, being a black dude and you're walking down the street with glasses, you hear, what's up, Steve Urkel? And it's like, wow, really? You're going to do me like that? I used to take yeah. that as a, as a, you know what? Someone called me Norbit. You ever seen that movie Norbit? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, like, one of the girls from um, Arundel Middle called me that one. I was just like, damn, like, wow, you really going to do me like that? But, Jeez. um, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's just, like, I can understand why he became popular. And, you know, you know, Steve Urkel himself is a black person who's a nerd. 
like if you're a black person, well, you're black. I'm saying in the sense of like you wear glasses, you into books, you're into the science, you know, that you're automatically called Steve Urkel as depending who says that to you, is it either an insult or they're just, you know, playing with you. But it's kind of like that's where I kind of I can kind of say nerd culture became popular. Besides, you know, Steve Urkel, you have to remember that in the late 80s, late 90s, anime has, uh, uh, I don't want to say been shipped to the United States, but it's kind of like, you know, you watch uh, Dragon Ball Z, um, forgive me, and Yuyasha, Cowboy Bebop, I'm trying to remember all the 90s and 80s uh, um, anime, uh, Sailor Moon, and back then, Case Closed, yeah, Case Closed, I, I love that show. But back, Same, bro. Then, yeah, back then it was looked at as like, "Ew, Isaiah, you like anime? You're weird, or you're white." And don't worry, I will make an episode. Like, it's kind of like a follow up to this episode, but it's primarily why do people see? Well, black people see us, not us, but educate for doing differently mm-hmm. as white. But that's a another episode. But yep. Yeah, like late nineties, late two thousands, not late, but early two thousands. It was kind of seen as like it's like a bit up the hype. Cause growing up, you know, I I don't know about you. When I was first introduced to anime, it was my cousin Poopoo. I love him to death. Uh, I, I always tell anytime I see him, thank you for putting me on anime. My first anime was Dragon Ball. Like I will always love Dragon yep. Ball. Like I saw Dragon Ball. I seen uh, Inuyasha. On Adult Swim, another discussion. I, yeah. Yo, because no one, my cousin recommended me uh, uh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, uh, I think One Piece, and I think it's another anime he um, put me on as a kid. Then I took that and I was like, oh, let me watch this anime. Let me watch that anime. And I became a, like, a fan of the genre. I only started reading um, mangas like late, the late 2010s, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I got like Berserk in my room. That that's a good like <laughs> Oh Berserk. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I got excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really oh my god. Uh uh one of my co hosts, uh he put me on to that. So I was like, yeah, I gotta really get into it. I only got at least the first two, three uh uh volumes of it, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm catching up to it. Mm-hmm. Um there's like a part two to this, uh, well, the topic discussion, and um, it's the idea of a blurt. So, Isaiah, do you know what a blurt is? Black nerd. There you go. Yep. Uh, do you do you know where it come from? What came from? Um, no, I do not. Okay, I will tell you. Oh, I will explain it to you and tell you to you. So, it came from Donald Faison. He's a uh, actor. I'm pretty sure he's a comedian. It's from his show Scrubs. I seen it on Comedy Central. I didn't really like it too much, but one of these days I probably have to binge it. True. So it was an episode. I can't remember what episode that was, but it's basically he just threw this out there. Maybe a writer told him to say that, or he just thought of that. And ever since he, you know, said the word "blur," it became part of the American lexicon. I mean, I'm sure English people could say "blurred," but ever since then they could say Neil deGrasse Tyson is a blur, mm. Kanye West is a blur, Barack Obama is a blur. And it became, I don't really call myself a blur. I, I just prefer black nerd. Just, just, just that. Blur sounds weird. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it, it really does feel weird, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so, 
I was gonna make a list of like like rich and and well known blurs, but I already mentioned them enough. Um, maybe definitely Juice World, Little Uzi Vert. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the new rappers that's coming out. Not like this year, but something like the 2016, maybe 2012 XXL rap ciphers. Okay, yeah. Because you know, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, you know Frank Ocean, right? Yep. That's a, that's like a dumb question, but I'm trying to remember this one song he made. It was something like "Soft and Pink," like Majin Buu, and I listened to that song. Like, whoa, whoa, you know about Dragon Ball? And I yeah. Interviews, yeah, and read up on him. It's like, yeah, he's a fan of Dragon Ball. He's seen it on Toonami, and it's like those little things as black nerds we can all say that, like, oh, you saw Toonami growing up, so that connects us. Like, dude, what's your favorite episode of this? Dude, do you think this anime is better than that anime? And then we just get into a big discussion. Yeah. Bro, like, it's pretty cool when you have a celebrity who, I mean, I don't I don't really look up to celebrities mm-hmm. um, just because I, I feel like everybody's people, but that's another black person making it. And I just, yeah. I really like that. So when they have something that I feel is, a, is something they have in common with me, mm-hmm. like, it's a great way to just sit back and say wow like that person is kind of like me like they're not they're not so far out of touch like as much as i think they are mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, i agree i mean and like I, I think maybe you noticed but growing up i know it's like in my elementary school it was kind of weird where it's like oh you watch anime you're gross or in middle school oh yep. you read comic books you're gross but you like it's funny because you can see people nowadays. Like you can see some random dude walking down the street with a Green Lantern shirt. You can see a female that has a um, forgive me, uh, uh, a Cowboy Bebop shirt, and it's like, oh, you watch that anime <laughs> Cowboy Bebop? Oh, this this is my boyfriend's shirt. It's like, like like you just like you got the author the um author fist is like, no, <laughs> bro, literally it it it's so cool, but it's so freaking frustrating how anime is kind of now like blending into mainstream when back mm-hmm. then we were already on that wave and we were criticized mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Especially um, with comic book movies, which that that's another discussion in the future where it's like people, listen, I can see people liking Spider-Man, of course, because, you know, Tony McGuire put it down. Andrew True. Garfield did his thing. Uh, uh, Tom Holland, I, I love him as Spider-Man. I think he's the best Spider-Man ever. Word. But it's like, where, like, where were these people like before? You know, those men got into those roles. Like, where were you with uh, Spider-Man? This issue, the animated. Well, no, people like the animated series. I got like the um, I think as a kid, I had like the VHS uh, box set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad bought it for me. I was like, I, I was like three, four years old. I was like, what is this? And I, I remember Spider-Man, like that that theme song. Oh my god, but that. Brad. Yes, that was crack. That yes. was I love the actually, way the goblin looked. Actually, scared me. Oh yeah, that was little. Yeah, that was amazing. I think if you got Disney Plus, Isaiah, you can like binge watch. I've only watched, I think, the first two episodes of it. Word, I might, I might do that. I, I have a account that I can like steal from somebody. Not steal, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Borrow. Borrow. Yep. <laughs> Let's say that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I want to move on to my next question about this topic. Uh, what is like? What do you think? Nerd, well, nerd culture as a whole is on the black community. So I'm gonna start with you, Isaiah. 
Yep. Oh, were you, were you asking a question or were? You, oh, oh, I was asking a question, and I was just want to know what's your point of view of like the ner- like nerd culture's effect on um the black community. Oh, I apologize. Oh, no, you're cool. Um, I feel like its effect is huge. Like, <laughs> I I don't want to say we and them, but nerd culture, black nerds have definitely put us in the positions where we haven't been before. Um. Like W. E. D. Du Bois, W. E. D. Du Bois was the first black man to graduate from Harvard. People would say, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's that. That was like the first black nerd or stuff like that." Um, mm-hmm. And that that just puts us in a position where we weren't before. Like we're still pretty much second class citizens because of the systemic racism that goes on in our country. However, <clears throat> we can we can break and mend. Um, social constructions that put us into positions where we haven't been before. So, like, think about how in the 1990s, when the internet came about, um, people mm-hmm. were so, quote unquote becoming nerds, but the nerds were ruling the world at that point because the internet oh, was something. Yeah. yeah, the internet was something that not many people were put themselves into, and now mm-hmm. look where we are. Like, those people are rich. They either have jobs generational wealth like i feel like black nerds are basically the new internet pirate not new but internet pioneers of our culture basically because they put us in positions where we haven't been before i agree um forgive me if i'm uh, wrong uh there was this black man right he invented the first game cartridge so uh damn did you ever have like a nintendo not the handheld but like the uh super nintendo you know what i mean unfortunately not Oh, like, it's like, I'm trying to think of a game console where it's like, oh, let me play Super Mario. Let me blow it off. And then you put it on the uh, game thing and you play Bro, it. Yeah, he invented my, that. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I Bro. forgot his name. You can Google him right now. But, um, damn. Ah, I'm trying to remember his name. But, uh, Cause he's my the friends, reason. Yeah. But, my bad. My, my friends, they had was. Nintendo 64s and we would blow the cartridges if the game, like, like the screen went different colors or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he invented this. Uh, it was like the early 70s or, or the 1970s. This is before Xbox, PS4, uh, Nintendo uh, DS, I believe. It, it's the idea is that like a black man set the standard for gaming, you know, where it's like, you know, when you play like God of War, you have to insert it into your PS4. Yep. Or you play another game, you get the insert. He's the first guy to coin that. I mean, yeah, you can download games to your Xbox or whatever, but it's like this is the I forgot his name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search him up later. Um, I literally I uh, just had a thought. I just forgot. Oh, take your time. It's cool. Um, no, but that's crazy. I'm definitely gonna search him up later. Oh yeah. It's funny because, like, it, it's, it's funny, but it's stupid where it's like, you know, Isaiah, I look at you, and it's like, oh, you're reading books, Isaiah. You must you must want to be white. You you read manga, or you read comic books, or you read, well, not read, but you watch, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, or, or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, but what you, you, you're, not you, but the person who believes that and says that, you're a fool because there's plenty of you know, dope things that black men and black women who made who were nerds themselves, you know, like um 
not Booker T. Washington, but there was a black man who created the um the stoplight. You know, you before you when you drive, green means go, red means stop, yellow means yep, yep. down. A black man created that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a black man created peanut, not peanut butter. George Carver, George Washington Carver. Uh, I think he discovered the peanut plant. And I think he made nitro nitroglycerin. If I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna. You know what I'm saying? But the, that's the point. Where it's like our sciences, our um, our, our social identity helped shape. The, it helped shape how well how the black community became the community, of course. But it also built and created the United States, of course. Well, in the world too, but you know. Yeah. No, I definitely see where you're going. Um, I feel like that if if this goes on, that we still, because I feel like our the black nerd subculture is being promoted by the like by the culture, like you know what I mean, like yeah, Lil Uzi Vert, um, Juice World, uh, even XXX Tentacion. Oh, rest like in he, peace. He, rest in peace. Um, he had some references with manga, and and he believe it or not, X actually sampled a song from a band based in Baltimore and they're like a indie rock band kind of pet, like metal band I actually listen to them because I'm kind of into punk rock and stuff like that really um not deeply but I I, I love indie rock and my love for indie rock brought me into punk and then brought me into like songs like uh XXX and Incarnation like stuff like that like it, it, it all blends together and that's kind of my my genesis of being a black nerd like you wouldn't know it but like i'm into uh indie music i'm into of course manga mm-hmm. i mean manga anime um i'm into a lot of different things that people that we grew up with didn't really know i was into and it <laughs> i don't know why but it just i was a quiet kid in middle school and high school i kind of put on this persona for my for my parents and and my teachers and I just kind of lost myself. But back to the genesis of being black nerd and black nerd in society. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good, bro. I really feel like that we are advancing the culture, but we're not the only ones advancing the culture. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, without without black nerds, the black man, black woman in America would not be where they are today. Um, We have made key advancements. But we're not the sole pushers of the of the uh, of the culture. I feel like our folk ways, our mores, our morals, that are our forebears and our our uh, our ancestors who were slaves, they put into us not only the generational um, uh, the generational trauma that also begets uh, having the ability to push forward and push on. Um, yeah, I kind of forgot where I was going, but yeah, you, you get what I mean. No, I respect that, and I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, why is it still frowned upon, Isaiah? To uh, to be a black nerd, it is still frowned upon. I would say because we are we used to be a counterculture, now we're a subculture. But if you say you like punk rock, if you say you read manga, if you say you watch anime, you say you do or look or like something that is not of 
the typical culture you are frowned upon or say you talk you talk white apparently like that's just another saying for you you have grammar that is 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 succinct like it's put together um which is not talking white or talking black it's just speaking the english language um it's frowned upon because it is a subculture that can easily be put back into the the idea of a counterculture and a counterculture goes against the culture itself and people see that as not being a part of the culture which could be a threat i don't know but to them i also think it means that they should not associate with that like that's not what they're brought up on or oh you don't act black or you you don't act the way you should where well who's to say i should act the way that you think i should i should just be me because that is the genesis of life you have to figure out how you fit into the world in which you agree with and which you don't agree with so yeah oh that was well said damn uh thank you no problem uh let me uh okay how i'm gonna um follow this um yes i agree i think you know with the how you're being raised because my mother like my mother was pretty big on me in schooling, definitely in uh, elementary school all the way to high school. In college, it's like she was like, alright, I know you, you're going to do your work, you're going to mind your business, and it's whatever. At that point, like it's kind of like, well, the way I speak, the way I act, the, the things I like, the things I'm into is pretty much just set. I'm not going to go back and say, I, I don't like anime. Anime is gross. It's like, I, I accept that. I had friends that are into anime, you know? But gotcha. I do, yeah, I do have these moments, and it's weird. And I, I'll tell you this short story and part of the tangent for the you know audience, of course. I was in McDonald's. I hate that place. Like you know the one that's off the Odenton Shopping Center. Yeah, that one. I hated that place. There was a situation where uh, it wasn't bad, but I was just standing in the drive-through. I was cleaning up. Um, in fact, one of the managers, and I know you know he's not there because he passed away. Sadly, it was like twenty seven, like when we graduated. So it was mm. it was weird. Whereas like he walked up to me, and he was like, "Hey, Darius." I was like, "Yeah." I thought he was gonna ask me to do something. Where are you from? Oh, you talking about where I'm from? Like in Maryland? I'm from Baltimore. No, no, no. Where are you from? I'm like, you talking about nationality? Oh, I'm, I'm American. Oh, because you know, I figured you don't know, act you know like the rest of the, like the rest of them. Like, you mean black people, right? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not trying to be racist, bro. And it's like, you know, I was like, it, it was awkward as hell because. He's basically asking me, why am I acting this certain way? Why am I speaking this certain way? Because I know black men or just black people in general act this type of way. Because he's saying, doesn't matter who tells me this. Yeah. I have this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. You, you go ahead. I was, I was just uh, saying uh, that I, I, I see where you're going. Oh, thank you. Um, no, uh, I had this conversation with black people. My dad I know that's another story for another day. Where it's like, well, you don't act black, or or I, I have mostly had this conversation between mostly black people. Sometimes it's like white Asian people, or just anyone for that matter. But to be black to me, you have to be yourself because you know James. Brown, no one told James Brown to be James Brown. James Brown is James Brown. Same thing can be right. said. Uh, Tupac, big. Biggie, like, listen, look at Biggie. Biggie was a overweight man, which I'm not making fun of his weight. He had a lazy eye. Um, he had something else going on, but I'm not judging Biggie. 
we all love and we fucks with Biggie Small's music because he had that swagger to him. You know, yes. I feel like had Biggie not make it, he probably had a, a decent wife. He probably been like up to his in his fifties at this point in time. But I'm saying in the sense of like he wouldn't have that swagger or the himself. He just pretend it was someone else, which is you know. And I have to say that me being the man I am, I attracted friends. I had a girlfriend that loves me. Who, who uh, for me being me, and it didn't work, but you know, we're still friends. But it's the idea that I don't have to be you, Isaiah. I don't have to be you, Aaron. I know he's he's, he's still coming, but I'm saying the okay. sense of like, I don't have to destroy who I am just to fit who you are. I, and that's funny enough, and I know another tangent, I had a, a, a similar situation that happened to me over the summer with a, a friend of mine. It's like, listen, man, I love you and all. But it's like, I, if you're not seeing the way I'm coming from about me being me, and yeah, I'm not perfect, but I'm saying the sense of like, I never meant to hurt you or hurt anyone we know, then if you're not vibing with that, then I'll go. You know, I will take that L. I will carry on with the rest of my life while you figure out who the hell Darius Tumor is. Damn, I stayed in my old government. But uh, no, I think it's safe. <laughs> I say to say that conversation me and my uh, manager had, it wasn't like thought provoking because it, it was, I'm just used to it. You know, like black people ask me that. Yeah. One or two white people ask me that. And it's like, I'm me. Of yeah. course, you know, I'm down for the culture. I'm down for the cause because I'm a black man at the end of the day. But besides mm-hmm. being a black man, I'm Darius. I, I'm Darius from Baltimore. I'm Darius who, who, um, um, I, you know, let me throw myself out there. I'm Darius, the same dumbass who never took the bus to school, even high school. I walked in rain, snow, the hot weather, uh, a little bit the cold weather. I- I'm that Darius, yeah. you know? Yes. <laughs> I didn't that, know I'm that. that. Yeah, listen, I always, I always walk to school, and, you know, depending if someone would drive me, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the same old me, and I'm proud of that. I'm a hard worker. I'm loyal, and, for, and occasionally I do have Hell my yeah. funny moments. Thank you. Hell yeah. And unfortunately, it, it is something you get used to. Like you said, that questioning of you, who you are and, and what you are, who your identity is. And unfortunately, for I feel like for black nerds, that's a struggle because we could face an identity crisis. I know I did. Um, I at At our high school, I had friends that I didn't really like they were white or they were Hispanic. And I didn't really, they didn't have the views that I had, but we, we, we still had a connection because we were either in the same class or homework partners or teammates. And, and a lot about our high school, honestly, was very white centrist. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, like, ah, man, I listen, could go into so listen, much. No, not to cut you off, but listen, let, the proof is in the pudding. Remember our graduation with the, uh, the high school musical song? Uh-huh. No one, no black person chose that. Listen, I could black people can like high school musical. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not being that guy. I swear to God, I forgot who what we voted for. I think we voted for a Drake <laughs> song, but now nah, I know what you're huh? saying. That's so boring. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it but no, I agree with that. Uh, I agree. Yeah, and and I, I'm just gonna hark upon the sport that I play. It it oh, is right. lacrosse. And I, I fell in love with that sport at a young age. 
And unfortunately, there's not many people who look like us that play the sport. But I will say more, quote unquote, black nerds play the sport of lacrosse than like a black person who is just to separate uh, what we're talking about, a black person who is not a black nerd. Like the the black nerds that play lacrosse, they they like anime. They have read a manga or two before they get really good grades and they're, they're smart. And if, even if you're not a black nerd, you can be smart too, but they have grammar that is of the English language and succinct. Um, It's really cool to see that, but we are still marginalized upon within our sport. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's only going to come with the, the improvement of that is only going to come with uh, the sport being known by all cultures and everybody um, it's currently growing into the professional market and it's doing very well, surprisingly. So mm-hmm. I hope to see that our sport recognizes and stops marginalizing uh, people like us, but also different cultures as well. No, I feel you and I understand. I, uh, I, I respect and I support the fact that you are going to uh, uh, lacrosse. Um, yeah. But- yeah. I want to be that guy, but it's like I, I'm proud to have not. Well, yes, we still have Barack Obama as the first black president. Come, excuse me, Kamala Harris is the first black vice president. But it's like Isaiah. Listen, I'm tired of the first. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's the first. Yes, mm-hmm. black man to be mayor in this state, and it's like, no. Like, I mean, I'm not taking it. From Barack Obama or Kamala, it's the it's the sense of that like, not everything. Let me be honest with myself. There are people besides the black race that help build the country. Like for example, Italian Americans, Irish Americans, um, um, well, the French, of course, because you know they gave us the Statue of Liberty and. Yep. We saying that is, you know, yep. as a race for black, you know, for black folks. We deserve to be in the White House. We deserve to be in our local government positions, you know, like uh, uh, Congress, not congressmen, but um, councilmen. I'm trying to think of another one. Yep. Um, the point I make is that, you know, I'm happy to see our race getting to places where we've never been. But at the same time, like, God forbid, in like 2032 or some crap, we have our president. It's like, damn, really? Our second one? I mean, we're, yeah, we're happy about it, but like second? By 2032? Okay, now, that's crazy. Yeah. No, yeah, that definitely does set the bar at a particular Mm -hmm. place. Um, And I feel like a lot of that is also what media portrays us as. And as you know, uh, and as you know, like, being black in America, the media is against us at every other turn. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. The, the media is against us and Give me a second. the way that okay busy sorry thank you sorry it's all good as you were saying um uh the way that media portrays us is um as you I'm trying to remember what I was saying <laughs> sorry no, take your time bro um, the way that media portrays us does not fit the cult like it doesn't do any good for the culture whatsoever it's always i know you you turn on the news we're in the 
Baltimore metro area, it's always, oh, another shooting in Baltimore today. That's the 50th of the, of the year, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's never like, oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to say a, a, a little a little boy helped a black grandmother cross the street or something, and the boy's black or, you know, stuff like that. Like, not exactly that, but stuff like that. Like, they don't shine a light on the positive. They put a light on the negative to keep us oppressed. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, of course. It's because it's all about um, how do I say this? It's about how you portray certain races. Like I can tell you that when you mention Korean people, not saying you mentioned, but when you talk about Korean people, well, this Korean store owner, this Korean person, just uh, um, mm. uh, hear me. I'm trying to use a good example. This person who's non-black or any other race that uh, is doing something positive for their community, whereas like there's a black kid or a black woman or black man doing something equal to that, or maybe not better, but on a small scale, like uh, a little, uh, forgive me, but cause, you know, there are black girls with like black names as in like Shaniqua. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, let's say little Shaniqua just raised $5,000 for her father's surgery or something like that. Of course, People yeah, talk yeah. about it, but it's not talked up enough. Like, hey, whatever happened to little Shaniqua? Oh yeah, she's a valedictorian in her um her high school or some crap. It's kind of like a one and done. Like, all right, we'll give you one good news about black people. They go right straight into um how they murder each other and um uh, uh disrespecting their woman, of course. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, did you? Oh, go ahead. Um, I was I was just gonna ask you. Did you have um any more thought provoking questions? Oh these, yeah, these questions are really really good. By the way, I really like oh, yeah. the questions. I, I oh thank you. I was just writing a whole bunch of it as I'm going. So um, Ooh. next up is that how did well us uh me and you become nerds and uh excuse me, what were our experiences like? What like like you could tell me and I, I can tell you. When did I fall in love with the nerd culture, and how did well? When did you, and how did you fall in love with the nerd culture? Also, so uh, again, yeah. So tell me, um, how did you become a black nerd? Mm. So I will, I will introduce how I knew that I was a like the first time I knew I was a black nerd. Um, it was it was probably in a dark time when my parents had gotten divorced and we were still trying to figure out everything, um, I went deep, like very deep into anime and into watching documentaries on National Geographic. And, and uh, I, had, I actually had a subscription to National Geographic Kids growing up, which was awesome. I thank my parents for that. I tell them that I like that like every other year. Like he just pops into my head. But I was just really into the stuff that made me feel like I wasn't in my reality. Um, I don't know how that connects to being a black nerd, but you do dive into your interests. Like I dove into my interests like heavily, but my interests just seemed to be named or deemed nerdy or, or uh, not, not of the mainstream. Um, And my friend who lived like three doors down from me, he was also a black nerd. Uh, we played video video games like every day. We had I I didn't really have many video games growing up, but he he had tons. We would play those. We played Beyblades. 
we had a Nintendo 64 in his house. Um, and he, he, for the most part, stayed to himself. He was a lot older than me, but he, I feel like he didn't really have many friends at his school because it was like 2000, what, 2004 or five, the idea of a black nerd was still, was still intermediate, but still kind of fresh and not really known. And I think he went to Mead High School, which was probably even harder because the kids that go to Mead were, um, oh, yeah, they're a different breed. <laughs> yeah. Breed. Yeah. To give a uh, backstory for the, um, the listeners, Mead High School, um, you would have people come from military families. You'd have people come from the community, which were either white or black, uh, mainly white. But um, you had a lot, you had a big black community come from the inner city, Baltimore into Mead in the early 2000s. And uh, with that, it's not to say that every person who comes from the inner city is bad by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. It's just with that, you have the culture of an inner city, which can be the good and the bad. And with that brought drugs, violence, and all that other stuff. And him being a, him being a black nerd, it just didn't fit into the, to the, uh, the area of his school. And that's why I feel like he and I bonded because we, we just were both in this kind of limbo of being a black nerd, but also trying to figure out other things in life. So, yeah, I, uh, I first knew I was a black nerd when I, I also wore glasses growing up. I'm wearing glasses as I speak right now. Um, <laughs> my asthma came into effect when I was older, but I knew I first knew I was a black nerd when I was going through a hard time and I dove into what took me away from reality, which was like anime comics, my love for Spider-Man, my love for Green Lantern, National Geographic, stuff like that, that, most kids maybe were into, but also a lot of kids weren't. That was well, well spoken. Thank you. Um, about the uh, well, your friend, and not, it's not about him, but it's like the the people who had really set them back in high school. Not to uh, discredit what you said, but I feel like those people in need. I think they're assholes. Like, let, let me explain something to you, Isaiah. I don't care how black you are. How tough you think you are? I feel like any black person growing up, especially in the early 2000s, you met 2004, so it was kind of before Boonox became a thing. I'm looking at like, yo, yeah, Lisa, you must have seen an episode of of um, excuse me, a, a Gundam, a, a Dragon Ball Z. I don't care. Yeah, I, any black person I know, even black girl nerds, I know my girlfriend was, she is one, ex girlfriend, but. She watched Dragon Ball Z at an early age. I'm saying, like, but you understand why, you know, people like me, you can watch Dragon Ball Z. We can watch. Oh, please tell me you watch Demon Slayer. I do not, actually. I hear that's so good, though. I I recommend either reading the manga or uh, watch the show because I know the show ended, but the the manga ended, the show ended. They got a movie coming out, I think, next year or this year. But give that a shot. But I will watch Demon Slayer. I will watch Dr. Stone. My Hero Academia, and it's like, you can't yeah. blame me, because I was raised on that. You know? Like, people will talk yeah. people will talk shit about anime, but they'll be the same person, like, hey, man, I'm like Goku. I'm like Vegeta. I'm like Future <laughs> Punk. And it's like, but you just mentioned two or three like, anime heroes, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've ran into people like that before, and I just get so puzzled. Yeah, it's like, but how do you not like anime? 
Oh, yeah. know, man, anime is that nerd shit, bro. And I was like, whatever, bro. Like, you, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> this might be long-winded, but like, just follow me. Uh, just hear me out. Uh, mm-hmm. I did mention that I fell in love with anime like a really excuse me at a very early age. But um, to to mix it up, mix up the conversation or the topic because black nerds is not. I feel like being a nerd. The, 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 the idea of being a nerd is that like you just know stuff and you're geeky or dorky. I feel like besides the dorky stuff, because I could be a dork too, but I'm saying like you could be a nerd in history. Like me and you can go back at it. Like, well, see, Isaiah, I think uh, uh, reparations should be key to the black culture because we could talk about slavery. We could talk about World War II. I'm into those conversations, but I'm also into like, oh, hey, Isaiah, did you know, and this is like an actual uh, trivia, that Tara Strong she voiced uh uh, uh what's the uh, dill pickle from um the rugrat she voiced uh, bubbles from uh powerpuff girls and a whole bunch of characters that you might know and might not know and like we can have a whole conversation about voice actors cartoon a- a- animators comic book writers comic book uh, artists and i would love that it don't have to necessarily be the anime the, the gaming the manga whatever it can be like for me it could be almost anything and everything I hate math though. That's that's one of the things I will probably say. I'm don't ask me like any math questions. No, I got you for sure. I understand. But uh, yeah, like at an early age, it's just like I fell in love with anime. I knew I fell in love with animation. That's why you know remind my listeners and all sorts of you know new listeners that I, the reason why I'm going to university, the reason why I'm um at least start the podcast because I love anime. You know? I'm an animator, but if I can't make that part, I'll make that part. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a writer, I'm an artist, I start my online merch. I told listen, I told Isaiah this about like I, I think I told you this July, and it's still ongoing. I had I have to do like a whole bunch of rewrites, but to tell you the truth, I got a solid character, solid characters. Like I know where they started, I know where they're going, I know how they're gonna end. I got this the world set up. I got every little bits and pieces you have for a story, but I'm so damn, this doesn't make sense. Let me rework this character. How would these characters interact if they're in the same room? But I'm constantly doing things to um, actually make my, let's say, my my fiction, my fiction, fictional world a reality in a sense. Yes. Uh, I will, can you? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Um, I will say that we are our biggest critics. Mm-hmm. So that back and forth that you yeah. mentioned, it I I really anytime <laughs> that you need, I really don't mind reading the fiction for a mm-hmm. little bit. Um like like we did that one yeah. time, like just to just to get another set of eyes on it because we when I do photography, it's like, dang, this is trash. But then I come back and I'm like, oh, this is kind of all right. So, and I get my girlfriend to help me with that, but having another set of eyes on it could, could really uh, cut out that, that, uh, di- that uh, confrontation with yourself. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, There's no problem. It's just like, yeah. but let me tell you this. I just, I won't say finished, but I'm like, I'm already completed my ch- uh, chapter five. So I had to do a, a complete review, like, okay, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, five. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, I got reworked that. I misspelled this, but um, I think sooner or later, sooner or later, I'll, I'll send them to you. But the thing, anytime I cool. send Isaiah a link, I don't know if it's like from my um, computer or phone or whatever, 
it's 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 good on from my on my end, but on his end, it keeps screwing up. So I'll try to um at least because I save it on my um Google Drive, then I send it to you or you uh mm-hmm. OneDrive or um uh, Google Docs for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Drive. Sometimes I send stuff and it, it goes through weird. So I I don't know. But uh, I, I'll work it out for you, bro. Cool. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> we already covered what what our experiences like as black nerds. So the next question I wrote down was that um, why is whiteness a part of nerd well nerd culture and why is you know that so well I I, I know I, I asked that like why is that so bad but um I, I like to say this first that um the reason why not not all black people because trust me I met older black men and women like hey you you doing your thing young man and they really appreciate the fact that um you know I'm into reading I'm I'm really into my studies but I feel like you know and this is a, a regarding where it's like we both talk about speaking properly reading um i guess being like like not like like i'm i'm not gonna say i'm hip like you know hey isaiah what is what does lit mean like what is this phrase or what does this dance mean like you may not know it i may not know it but even then i'll make you look like you're just a square but it's like as a black man i'll say this first is that you know i'm proud of my uh my smoke my intelligence the way i speak and the way i carry myself but, you know, depending on some black people, because, like, I can speak properly like this, some black man will look at me double, and it's like, why are you talking like that? It's like, oh, no, like, I'm speaking properly because, you know, I was raised like that, and I was taught to speak properly. And, you know, for the, the people who, especially, like, a subgroup in our, in our um, I guess, in our race, they look at us, they give us that double look is because, well, growing up, I never had a person like you around me to teach me anything differently, because... You know, and I don't know if you pay attention to people. Excuse me, to the people I hung out and the people I hung out with in middle school and high school. The people I hung out with in middle school, high school, and college, and after, I guess, school in general, is that they're mostly black nerds. I say it. They mostly, hey, hey, Darius, did you see that new episode of Doctor Stone? Did you read that new manga? Did you? It's pro. It's it's like it's so tied into nerd culture, where it's like I'm never out of the loop with with my uh with, with those friends yeah that's beautiful oh thank you way. um yeah but, just, but to wrap really... it up oh you're fine but I'm like sorry. i'm friends with isaiah was like in high school i wish we did hung out but it's like he's you know with lacrosse he's doing his thing me with my friends and it's like the, th- the special thing i can say about me and i don't know you can agree or disagree and uh i think aaron might not uh show up but he can uh, uh maybe uh, agree easy to talk to because I believe and I think my grandmother raised me this to be I don't talk I'm not gonna talk at you like Isaiah but I'm gonna talk with you if that makes sense like okay I see where you coming from but here's where I'm coming from with that because x y and z and blah 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 and funny enough I do make friends like uh you know Jamel uh uh, this is fucked up and this goes in colorism and I apologize for that but you know dark skinned Jamel and light skinned Jamel, right? Both of them, them yeah. good dudes, great guys. It's just that, like, I can, like, they're jocks, and it's like they they understand what I'm coming from. Like, oh, well, me and you don't speak the same language, but I, I feel where you're coming from. You know, 
And I feel like yeah. I developed that social skill where it's like, and I'm not to gloat, but it's like, I, I know where to be nerdy, where like, oh, me and you can connect on this one thing. And it's like, we may not watch the same thing or react to the same thing, but we can somehow communicate in a, on a human level. But um, enough about me. Uh, you take it away, Isaiah. That's very well said. And that is a very good skill to have. Um, that's almost priceless in this world that we have today because of globalization and technology, the interconnectedness of social media. Like if you can relate to people, you're oh, going to go you. far in life. So yeah, definitely, definitely believe in that skill. But um, uh, uh, we were talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the question was, why is whiteness uh, uh, assumed to be a part of nerd culture? Ah, okay. I feel like that's the case because I'm a I'm a kind of like oh, I'm cool, a backtrack a little cool. bit. Um, I feel as though white people can uh, white people and people who are upper middle class can experience things that other people can't. Like, they don't have to worry about certain mm-hmm. things. It's like, hey, Isaiah, oh, not to cut so, you off. Hey, Isaiah, how was your trip at France? I went to France at last year or some bullshit. It's not like all white people are rich, but it's like going to other places to see things and do things. Whereas, like, I never, never even been outside of the country. The only place I've ever been that's out of country is Florida. And I don't care if Florida is its own thing, man. It's SEP. It's, it's weird. Got you. Oh, I got you. Yeah, it, it is like is it it is stuff like that. Um it is like it is like um I, I just feel as though they can they can uh have proper language. They can like they can have proper language because they don't they don't live in the hood or they don't live in a cut where they have to talk a certain way to survive and mm-hmm. fit in. Um they can they can blend and meld each other. Uh, say a white one white person can be a hippie, one can be a businessman. One upper class Chinese person can be a a a, a businessman as well. A Hispanic guy can be a really good businessman, and they have kids. And those kids, because they're in a good position, they can switch up their spots. But still, this is America. They're going to face uh, marginalization and other certain things that I agree. Them. There was this. Uh, I don't want to. Sorry, I don't want to um, cut you off. But there was this. Um quote from Horace Mann. Uh, I think he was the, uh, no, no, he was the uh, reason why we go to public schools and private schools. He, he basically created how schools should be run in the United States. It was, I think it was 1890-something, 1895. It was his quote, and mm-hmm. uh, I know I'm going to butcher this. Basically, is that, um, or a belief he had, basically, you know, when me and you or anyone else who's working are um, working to get our degrees, working to start our businesses so we don't have to be poor, so we can come home and expect dinner to be ready, expect that our lights won't be cut off, our water won't be cut off. We don't have to worry about being financially ruined because we're the reason why, like, like my dad's a lawyer, my mom's a surgeon. Like, I know I'm going to be good. But, excuse me. But the fear is that, you know, the, the not the worker, but the person who, I don't know, it can be in music, it can be a rapper or whatever who got the wealth in life, got the success, beat their um, troubles, 
And when they have children, their children will be like, well, dad, I don't really give a damn because I know you got me. I can flunk college. I can I can quit this job. Mm-hmm. I can tell people can kiss my ass because my dad got my back. And it's like, no, the reason why I have this job, I, I went in the army. I did this thing, whether it's legal or not, it's because their dad or mom probably did some screwed up things. But they adopt the, the idea that I don't have to do a damn thing because my dad got my back, my mom got my back, my great great granddad. Because you have to, and you mentioned this before, generational wealth is, is it's important, but it's it's not like a bad thing. It's kind of like my my great great grandpappy owed the um the oil fields in Texas or some crap. Mm-hmm. Um, were you saying something before I cut you off? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna, I was talking about those kids, but you you explained my idea uh, way better than I could have in that. Oh, moment. that's fine. So thank because, you because uh, I watched, and this is a, another tangent. Apologies. Uh, you know who Logic is? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. an old interview yeah, yeah. he did. It was like 2016 when we were in uh, our, our freshman. Well, not freshman. It was like uh, our senior year. It was in the fall. He did this um, uh, interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson for Complex, and at the end, towards the end of it, Neil deGrasse, uh, uh, it was either a quote he pulled out, but he uh, he said Horace Mann said that at some point. So I looked that up, and it reminds me of that. Oh, word, yeah, yeah. Another thing about logic too, like I don't I don't have his bird mm-hmm. records or anything, but I I do believe that. He says that he had a, a black father mm-hmm. and a white mother, I believe. Um, and I, I believe that, honestly. And he's, he himself has probably went through an identity crisis mm-hmm. his whole life, which is pretty unfortunate. And he, in one of his songs, he said, that white boy can't rap, he talk good and mm-hmm. act nerdy. Like, that right there, that, that speaks mm-hmm. a lot. And... I let his raps always speak a lot, but like that speaks to him, him and his identity. And I feel like that's also what uh, black nerds go through. Also what, what normal people go through if they have an identity crisis, mm-hmm. you know, we are normal people, but I'm talking like the rest of the population. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it's a human. I'm not going, maybe I can say struggle. It's just that in life, we still have to figure out who we are. I mean, me, I think when I turned 18 or 21, cause like, it's weird because when I hit 18, it felt different. When I hit 21, it felt different because, you know, when you're not 18, you can still do all the dumb shit we used to do as kids. But 18, 21, oh, you're going to jail, buddy. <laughs> the sister, the sister yeah, don't give sure. a damn. But, I, you know, uh, it says here, uh, Mr. Isaiah, you stole a Snickers bar from 7-Eleven. See, I was hungry. Jail. <laughs> you don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. real. No, yeah, no, no, uh, no cap. But I say that's to say. When I turned twenty one, it, it was it was solidified that I I know who I am and I don't have to really the friends I used to hang out with. Let me tell you this: we're not in speaking terms now, but I still love them, you know, as like friends. But it's it's like in yeah. the fact that like they helped, but not like they helped, but they did help. But it's kind of like they helped shape my thinking, my personality, and the way I carried myself. And I'm, and it sucks that we are like not friends at the moment. But it's like, I don't have to use not use them, but need them to know that Darius tumor matters. That 
my thoughts, how I move, and how I carry myself depends on how, like, the people I hang out with. Because you can put me with, you know, the jocks from my high school, and we're so, yeah, I'm so cool with them. And it's like you could put me with not the popular girls. I know a, a couple of them that I'm cool with, but it's like the idea that I don't really have to adjust my blackness or adjust, you know, how I am. It's just, it's just me. Like you take me as I am, and that's like, and not to yeah. cut you off or, or not hinder you, but take anything from you. But it's like I feel like with you, it's like you know who you are, and you're perfect. You're comfortable with it, but there will be someone like not like me, but like someone where it's like. Well, I don't like this Isaiah. Give me Isaiah from middle school. And it's like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't revert back to who you are. But it's like, be the best version of yourself. I don't know who said that. I think The Rock said it. Kevin Hart said it. Someone said it. And, yeah. Got you. Yeah. I've kind of struggled with that. uh, Because, like, people from high school will see me and they're like, they're they're kind of like oh you you changed or kind of like oh you you're not the same like they sense an offness mm-hmm. about me but it's just I I've just matured like I'm it is a fact that I'm not as nice as I once was or I'm not as open as I once was because I, I've been through some stuff and so have a whole bunch mm-hmm. of other people um so in some moments like that I kind of do tweak who I am to get through the interaction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also due to my anxiety. Yeah. Um, my sense of like fight or fight, yeah. you know what I mean? I understand. And I don't want to cut you off any further. It's just that anxiety is a motherfucker. And it's just like, how do I say this? I feel like I- I'm not even going to keep it like low key. Some people we went to high school with and like after high school, they're just still assholes. It's just, they're assholes with kids. They're assholes. I want to say with better jobs. I mean, I don't know who's doing well, from my high school, but I'm saying the sense of like, oh, well, this is Steve. He has a private jet and he has like a wife or something like, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. they kind of figure out who they were since high school. And we were still getting in that awkward phase. Like, you know, what, what are we going to do after high school? Like what school are we going to go to? It was still, it was still a, a period in our life where it's like, who are we and what are we going to do about it? <clears throat> yeah. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still, still trying to figure that and out. I respect that. That yeah. I feel like that's part of the journey of life. And um, I know it's a tangent, but like the journey of life, not the journey of life, but the the life itself is a journey where it's like, I was wrong. I shouldn't have punched Steve because he stole my hot dog. I don't know. I'm saying it's such a like we understand who we were to become who we are now. And it's like, let me tell you this. I wish, I swear to God, I wish I had like a time machine. If you're familiar with um, Back to the Future, ever since I even moved out to um, to the county, I wish I could have like warned myself for like specific people I dealt with, or maybe let's not wear that shirt in high school. It was just like, like I look back of me being younger, even like before you know I moved out here, like back in Baltimore, I did some cringy stuff as a kid. And it's like, I wish I didn't say that. I, I wish I didn't do that. But, like, you know, as a, a young adult, I, I move forward where it's like, I'm going to approach this person in this way so if I did that way. Or I don't have to deal with that person because that person is not – well, it, they were never meant to be my friend in the first place. That's Yeah. I completely understand. I feel that 100% too. 
Hmm. Uh, but yeah, you, you. What's the next question? Uh, hold on. Why is being a bookworm? This is pretty much anyone can really answer. A white person can answer this. Why is reading books or being a bookworm sort of frowned upon? Because some people respect that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it goes back to the uh, the uh, the counterculture type thing. Not even the counterculture, but it's it's uh, most people are always like. Oh, I, I'd rather read magazines, or oh, I just watch TV, or just watch the news, or oh, I'm just gonna go see the movie. Um, and a lot of people say that I've noticed. I don't know what the statistic is, but a lot of people say that. And few people that I meet are always like, "Oh, I love to read this book, that book, and I've read this book before." And I, I read like five books a day, not five books, five books a week, which my cousin does, and he does reviews, and I just don't know how he that's, does it. That's a superpower. <laughs> but um, honestly, though, but um, I feel like it's frowned upon because it's not, it's still not mainstream, even though a lot of people do it. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. True. Um, I saw, I'll say the same thing, but I feel like Isaiah, it's how you promote it. And uh, this is, again, I, I, this is the part of the podcast I'm sure you're familiar with. I get into random tangents, but they make a part of the money phone, yes. um, fad or, um, thing on Instagram. Are you familiar Wait, with the money again. phone picture? You know, with like successful rappers got like money to their ear, like they're on the phone. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna say my rapper, but I'm really into music. I just like hearing it, like the 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 excuse me the the beat making the li- I like the process, right? So, I'm fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Fifty Cent. I'm talking about uh, other rappers I looked up. I still look up to, but I'm saying like you know who done that. Um. Yeah, it's like I love gotcha. 50 Cent. It makes sense because he's rich as hell. Like he got power. He got this show coming out, that <laughs> show coming out, and it's like it's not out of place of jealousy. I, I respect and, and I admire his business mind, but it's like, and I know he respect. He mm-hmm. sees what he's doing, but I'm saying like doing things like, oh, I got money to my ear because you know I'm trying to prove to rappers and even people like ourselves who are not rich, you know, who can't like shit out like a quarter million dollars i'm saying a sense of like that sends the message that you should be doing that for your life like screw reading screw this what actually matters of course money matters too but like people have that in their head okay like if i ever become successful i need a a wife with like a plastic ass uh, 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 a big house money all these cars all these jewelry but it's like you can have a good wife who don't have to, you know, have plastic surgery. Or I mean, it doesn't really matter. But um, you don't have to have that. You don't have to have all the cars. Yeah. It's just like the way the, the certain things we grew up watching and it was put out towards like, you know, hey, Isaiah, it's OK to call women bitches. It's not. Audience, don't listen to me. That's a bad idea. But I'm saying the sense of like we grew up listening <laughs> to like like. Like one of my favorite rappers going yeah. on, I don't know about you, DMX. I love DMX, but it's like in his music, it's like homo. Yeah. It's like it, there are homophobic lyrics. There are not just him, but other rappers too. And out of their people who make music, they have that. They have those lines, but they have yeah, man, fuck these bitches and 
and, and bitches this and bitches that. And if I see a nigga, and yeah, this is the <laughs> first time in the episode I dropped the end bomb, but I'm saying the sense of like that teaches you to out. Excuse me, I popped my arm. It teaches you to think that way and to live that way, where it's like, I'm gonna see another black man and I'm gonna stun on him because, hey, he's broke, he ain't got nothing to do. Teaching him how to become business wise, mm-hmm. teaching him what's important about, well, well, um, I know like this is not a good book, but I think you should read it because they'll help you with your, I guess, financial trouble or something where it's like it can actually help you because Malcolm X once said, and I, I know I'm a butcher this quote, the, the way to hide something from uh, a black person is to put it in a book. Exactly. Mm. It's just like, it's the way things are put out to us and how we receive it. I mean, me, I can listen to DMX, Isaiah. I can listen to Little John, you know, to the windows, to the walls, to the walls, to the sweat yeah. down my balls. <laughs> I can do that. And it's like, I do know that's not how you should, you know, approach women and treat women. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's one of those things where yeah. it's like, you have to make it your own thing. Like, just because people, let's say... And no respect to Kim Kardashian or her family, I don't really care for them like that. But like, I don't have to follow the wave of wanting to know what's Kim doing, what's her sisters doing. I can just focus on what this other yeah. famous person is doing. It's all about being your own yeah. person and making your own choice. <clears throat> Excuse me. As you were talking, I was trying to understand, and I th- I think I do for the most part. Um, how it is presented to us and how we take it and then how we put it back out into the world. Mm-hmm. It it does matter. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless <laughs> you again. <laughs> it's just, and and the reason you. why I brought the money thing up, um, I, I, and this is a rapper which you may not be familiar with, so Brand Nubian, it's a, oh, I forgot how many people were in that group, but there was this rapper, and he, I, he stopped rapping, he acts now, as Lord Jamar. Um, if you're familiar with Vlad TV, I recommend you watch his um, interviews like from his older when he was on the couch to his recent stuff because they stopped talking to each other. Um, I think it was 2015, 2016, okay. one of those years. He started this trend on Instagram and then went to Twitter and it spread like not wildfire because people stopped doing that. But he replaced, you know, the money phone thing with the book phone thing. And yeah, it was pretty dope. Uh-oh. And it was one of these pictures someone tagged him because, you know, you do a challenge like the Bowel Challenge. Uh, um, the get out challenge, they always tag the person who started first. And yeah. it was this cute, I didn't see the picture myself, but he described this cute little black girl holding this little children's book to her ear. And I, I, I think he teared up a little bit, and not to put words in that man's mouth, but the sense of that is that what you do matters because, you know, he's a celebrity, and a celebrity, oh, Kanye West is tweeting about uh, bagels. I, I must eat bagels. It's like, you don't have to do that, but it's like for the vast majority, people will do not do what you say, but rock what you're doing. If that makes sense. No, that's per- yes. the way you said that is perfect. <clears throat> I know exactly me. what you. And mean. that's what that reminds me of that money thing. It's just like you know, I'm not saying black people don't read. My mother reads. My sister, my sisters, my family reads. They don't read like like books where it's like, oh, my mother just finished Catching a Rye. Like they read like 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 criminal. Uh, books, not like how Al Capone became a gangster. It's pretty much like, like black, black love, black 
it's something about like black people and, and crime or something. It's like it's a it's a romantic book, but it's weird. I don't know. I never. Yeah. Gotcha. But I say that to say, um, like black people read, but it's, it's the idea like, oh, well, look at you know, uh, I'm not even gonna give you a black name, but look at Daniel. You know, he's reading a book. He he's not a real nigga, and it's like, what is a real nigga? Like he's not. An, he's a black person. He's a human. Like he can be different from you any way he wants to. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I yeah. definitely got you. Yeah, but um, it's all about how you put things out there, and I, you know, like, I, and again, and that's why I have the um podcast. So again, I, I can we can have these discussions. It's just I know what if I become famous? I, I figured that, but me being me, it's just like there are certain things I believe in and I respect within myself that I tolerate. Like I must respect women. Like I recently, I. I, listen, I don't use the N word a lot. I use it when I'm listening to songs like "Niggas in Paris" or um, I'm trying to think of another song. But the point is, I've been trying to use less of it. Where it's like when I see a group of black people, they're not niggas to me. They're just black people, black folks, brothers and sisters, you know. Yeah. And if I approach you on the street, hey Isaiah, what's up, my brother, my nigga? I cringe at that. I mean, yeah, some black people call me their nigga too, and it's like. Oh, what's up? Whatever your face, and it's like I don't have to be like that. That's one of those things where it's like if you decide on yourself to change, yeah. maybe one person will follow. But the idea that someone's actually taking up, you know, what you're doing correctly, they'll maybe copy that, put that in part of their plan. But if I do, if I ever become famous, I would like to change the narrative of you know black people using the N word. Um, Black people should be, excuse me, reading more, eating healthy, because you know chitlins is just disgusting. It'll, it'll kill you. You know, I never had chitlins before, but my yeah. my family's country as hell when it comes to that. My my grandpa he be eating pigs feet. Well, he he recently passed, but he be eating oh, pigs sorry. feet, chitlins, hog moths. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, that's all good. My my <laughs> granddad. Thank you. Though. I oh, no problem. That. I had like well, three. So understand this. My current grandfather, who's still around, that's not my biological granddad. My um, um my father's excuse me, my mother's father passed away in the seventies from um, I can't remember. I don't know. He had a heart attack, but it was um, it wasn't something where it's like it was completely natural. Something happened to him that you know ultimately killed him. Um, my grandfather, who passed away in the early two thousand one, was a baby. Uh, Grandpa Booney, or we call well, his name was David, but we call him Booney. But he 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 was weird because my mother and my father were telling, me, oh yeah, you know your grandfather used used to eat like a whole bunch of pork stuff. He he they told me he ate like a, a, a pig's brain once with eggs. Yeah, I was like, oh my ew, God. you're lying. Like no, like my grandmother said, oh she she was there, she cooked it for him. It was like ew. But like we had to change the way we eat, we had to change the way we sleep, and then and the whole nine. Damn. Yeah, like wow. I mean, but besides that, my grandfather, he was a good man. I mean, he worked for um the Baltimore uh water department. Yeah. It was just that I wish I knew him because I, I only hear stories from him. I, I do know that as a kid, as a kid, as a baby, my grandfather would hold me. Oh, who's my grandson? He, he used to do that a lot and go straight to work. Uh-huh. I mean, my him and my father, my dad loved him, but it was like it was just kind of like I don't like the way you're going about your life and I'm not gonna do what you say because I'm on my dole. It was just one of those things. 
So it was like he was kind of going about it in an yeah. unhealthy way. Gotcha. Besides that, I mean, he was a good man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wish I could have met him when he was still around. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Oh, go ahead. Um. Uh, I forgot. What I was gonna say sorry. Uh, was, this is pretty much say? the last question before I ended, and then, you know we don't have to rush because I don't want to keep you for too long, and you know, of course. Uh. And what do we do with this? If pretty much like what we what will we do about the information about being a black well being black first and being a nerd second and why do black people frown where not all of us because most black people I met they can speak properly but I'm saying like it's pretty much like what we just what will we do with this information Isaiah just for whatever we just said I think <clears throat> I think the first thing to do would be to spread it and right now we're doing that ourselves by talking about it and you for one took the initiative to actually talk about it and put it out there so that's that's great well, thank on you. your part yeah the second thing we should do is just have conversations with people who are like us and who are not like us uh, whether they be white black uh, not a black nerd or a black nerd it it helps to spread the ideas so that we can create a more a more holistic being like a more holistic human being to live in society that's just my like philosophical stuff i don't know if it's true or not but i believe in it <clears throat> and the third thing is to check in with ourselves to see if we're following what we believe because what we value is not in our faces every other day it's it's um it's our values are brought up when they are tested so when you go through a hard situation in life that's when you remember oh i believe in this and this will get me through this situation so let me put all of my conviction into this one thing and our conviction is the conversation that we just had so to check in with ourselves to believe in our identities and to believe that it's okay to be who we are, that's important as well. And that's what I think the three things we should do is. Oh, that was well-spoken and, and good. I agree with Oh, no problem. I Thank agree you. with everything you just said. Um, I feel like just each one teach one, you know? Um, it's nothing wrong yeah. where it's like, I can't, we, like, we're, I'm, you're 21? Okay, so yeah. we're around the same age group. And I'm saying, like, we could teach people in our age group or younger than us. And especially like young kids, like think about it, like young kids are becoming nerds. Like you know, you, you remember Teen Titans, right? So, yep. I love the original series. Teen Titans go have a few good episodes I like, but it's like it's hard to teach like my nieces and nephews. Whereas like, oh, we like Teen Titans go better than the original. It's like, no, like I, I love them dearly. It's like Ooh. no, but it's like it's. It's all yeah, about exactly. setting the standard and, and letting them know that, like, this is trash and this is better. But no, um, it's all about, like, reaching people in a, cer- in a, in a certain way where it's like, I don't believe in preaching people. Like, Isaiah, you're going to do this and you're going to go to hell if you do this. It's like, no, Isaiah, I respect where you're coming from, but here's where I do that differently. Or here's how I see these mm-hmm. things. And it's like, and I know, I don't know about nowadays because... 
people like anime is either they like anime to be popular or they like anime like us. Like we genuinely like the story arc. We genuinely connect with this character and don't like how they retcon that one thing and blah 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 blah. But yeah. I say that to say is that people are free to make their own path in life, whether it's for on, on like their choice or whether life just told you you're not gonna be a doctor, you're gonna be a janitor. That's dark. But I'm saying the sense of like we are who we are, but we should we shouldn't let that deter us from I guess running for office. I guess starting a business. It's mm-hmm. just that as long as you you know, life in general, but when you go into certain things, you have a like a, like you start off with good intentions and hold on to those good intentions so they won't warp by won't be warped by your own self and outside forces. The the fact of being a nerd gotcha. isn't because my cousin taught me to be a nerd. It's just I figured and I figured that would be the case and I feel like God made me that in, in the sense like Yasma, the the um the, the acne, the awkwardness and yo other things we spoke about in the episode. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like God brought me to this. Yeah, well. but hey, it's all for a good purpose. I mean, I, I yeah. mean, I'm in college. I mean, damn, I'm about to graduate. I mean, yeah. yes, sir. Um, we officially made it to the final thought of this episode. So, Isaiah, uh, where was your big takeaway of everything we just said? My big takeaway. Um, that's key in my philosophy is being true to who I am and telling myself that it, it is okay to be involved in the things that bring me joy or that I love and to, it's okay to accept who I am. I respect that. What did you take away um, from that episode? From what you just said, same thing and also we must and I do mean not just us but anyone else we must have these discussions, whether it's like, if we're just talking about nerd culture as a whole, or we're just talking about, well, I'm Republican, you're Democrat, or breaking all the walls that separates us and having these discussions can lead to further discussions, not discussions, but yeah, discussions, but discoveries between well, me and you and other people in general, but it's like, the more I guess humanity or just anyone really talk to each other and understand where we're coming from and, and find these little cute things that, oh, you like anime? I like anime too. Uh, uh, you like cheeses? I like cheeses. You like don't? I'm just naming things uh, I see in my room. But I'm saying the sense of that, like, it, we find out so much things about ourselves and the people we never knew. Like, I never knew you uh, uh, like anime. Am I saying that because oh, you, well, you're, you're an athlete and blah, blah, blah. I met like, well, like I said, the Jamels we met um, in high school and yeah. well, mostly high school, they like Boondocks. Boondocks is not like a direct anime because you look at the comic between the comic strip and how they are in the show. How they are in the show, I think it was the decision yeah. on um, Aaron McGruder because he's the um, mm-hmm. comic book series. He's he's the he was the uh, the illustrator. I think he right? drew it, but I think he mostly wrote it. Okay. But um yeah, I say this to say, um, it was a good episode. And 
I don't know if you'd be down and if you're busy and if not, I, well, if you are, I understand. But I'm planning to do because I was I'm not trying to use um, Black history, well, Black History Month to um, monetize of it because I think you either seen the episode I put out because I did an episode about how Black people are um, represented in cartoons. This episode I did about mm-hmm. um, pretty much being a Black nerd. The next episode I'm planning to make is colorism and um. I think after that, like maybe next Friday, I'm doing um, act white. Like, why do you act white? And I just really broke down what does that mean and how is it detrimental to the black community? Mm. That's those are very oh, thank important you. topics. I definitely, I definitely be down to speak oh, on no them pro- as well. These conversations, oh, are no problem. Because I mean, especially with the colorism episode, I, I wanted to um, get a black female in, and not just like anybody. It's just. Um, whether it's my sister or someone you know, you get together, you know, have the discussion, discuss how um, how colorism really divides us and how toxic it really is. Yeah, yeah. If um, I I, I think I could bring someone on, but uh, if you find somebody who's more convenient and quicker, oh, no problem, man. by all means. Um, as usual, yeah. before we end these episodes. Isaiah, where can you tell the people to reach you at? So you can find uh, The Mental Supplement on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Anchor. Uh, You can reach me at thementalsupplement at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Well said. Uh, As usual, you you guys can reach me on uh, Instagram at captain underscore underscore underscore. That's three underscores, righteous on Instagram. Uh, if you have a Twitter, I'm on, uh, uh, well, at me at Cap, well, C-A-P, I think C-A-P-T Righteous on Twitter. All right, man. Thank oh, you no so problem, much. Man. Uh, good luck in school, man. Thank you. You too. Uh, no I problem. It's, uh, it was an honor to have you on the episode. I'm really happy we had this conversation. Uh, no problem. And thank you again. Uh, thanks. Thank you for listening. Uh, I, I love peace and hair grease. I'm out. See you guys. All right.